That was Room Tone. To listen to another episode of Room Tone, <laughs> tune in next week with Room Tone 2. <laughs> And I'm Harry. And this is A for Effort. The show where we each bring three words or terms or phrases based on a single theme, and the other person has to, based on the etymology of those words and the theme, guess what it is that they mean. Nice. I think that was a succinct That was one of my better explanations. Yeah, it did. All right. This last week I went first. This last the week before. <laughs> this last week before previous. <laughs> last week I went first. So this week you're going first. Perfect. Well, my theme this week is the CIA. And that's because we've recently watched all three of the Bourne movies. I know there's two extra ones, but I don't really count those as the real ones. Mm. So we've recently watched The Born Identity, The Born Supremacy, and The Born Ultimatum. Mm-hmm. And so based on those films, I picked my theme, the CIA. That's the Central Intelligence Agency. Excellent. Good. All right. My first term is extraordinary rendition. Okay. Extraordinary, um, extraordinary. So very ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> More ordinary than normal. Um, yeah. Okay. Extraordinary, beyond ordinary, so rather special. And a rendition is a performance or an iteration of something, like a rendition, right? Like a rendition of a play. That is one of its definitions, yeah. (laughs) Yes, but not in this case. (laughs) Seemingly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, A rendition. Are its other definitions obvious? It has one definition. The performance one, and right. then another, which is the exact definition of this phrase. <laughs> so there's not a lot of kind of extension of meaning to figure out. Right. <laughs> Can I have a hint as to the other definition, which I, I think I just don't know? Oh, I think extradition is a portmanteau. Okay. Is extraditing when somebody has committed a crime in one country and then usually flees to or mm. is in another country and then the police forces of the country that this person is in Mm -hmm. arrest them and then sends them back to the country where they face charges yes that's to extradite someone yes so rendition extra as in outside of Mm. and then dition as in rendition extradition is a good starting point for Mm. figuring out what rendition means right but this is extraordinary rendition, and it's related to the CIA. Extraordinary rendition. Does it have to do with some complicated method of retrieving information from outside of the United States? No. Okay. It's not retrieving information. It's, it's retrieving. retrieving a person? Yes. So is it still some complicated method of retrieving a person from outside of the United States? If anything, it's less complicated than the normal process for CIA E reasons. That's an apostrophe uh, Y, not a, a fourth letter to add to the acronym. <laughs> Central Intelligence Agency Extraordinary. extraordinary. <laughs> okay, uh, if it's because for the CIA, it's less extraordinary than usual. So instead of relying on the police force in some other country to retrieve someone accused of a crime some in the United States does the CIA just 
dispatch people to retrieve that person sort of outside of the laws of that country? Yes. Cool. And it's two-part. They do that, and they usually take them to a black site, mm, okay. i.e. a CIA facility outside of legal jurisdiction, technically. Yes. Okay. So what I was going what I was going to talk about when then I stopped myself was maybe I don't I don't know the actual etymology of it, but maybe extradition began as a portmanteau, like a shortened portmanteau of extra um, ordinary rendition. Mm-hmm. And then since that time, extradition has become more of a locked in legalistic term right. as to what extradition actually is. Right. And now extraordinary rendition refers to things outside of that legal framework. Right. Because I, extradition I is above board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you have an extradition treaty with another country and then yes. you go through that process to retrieve someone else. Right. You need an extradition treaty. And for example, the United States and Russia maybe don't have one, which yes, is why they Edward don't. Snowden exactly. has taken refuge yes. in Russia. So the CIA could perform an extraordinary rendition to take Edward Snowden out of Russia extrajudicially. Right. Not extrajudiciously, which would be doing it even more before the normal. <laughs> so don't mix that up. Yes. No, it's true, though. Yeah. It's, those are very similar things. Yeah. Anyway, yes. So that's extraordinary rendition. Okay, cool. Great. Good. My second term is chicken feed. Okay. Chicken feed. Um, I assume it's a metaphor. Nope. <laughs> All right. It's food for chicken. Done. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken intelligence agency. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so... Wow, classic. That's some satire right there. <laughs> um, okay, so chicken feed um, would be food for chickens. Mm. So as a metaphor, what does that mean? It's also like a common phrase unrelated to spies, but then the spy stuff is based on that common phrase. Okay. Like calling something chicken feed has connotations okay does it mean that it doesn't taste very good does it is it applied to food no it just applied to like something it's okay. not like insignificant, it's insignificant or it's not worth that much okay. exactly so then chicken feed when spying yes presumably a lot of the job is separating relevant information from irrelevant information mm-hmm. you like try to find out as much as you can yeah about some target mm-hmm and so maybe chicken feed is the information that's deemed to be irrelevant about a given target. It is technically irrelevant information, but it's genuine information and has a purpose. Like spies use this and they, they feed it to someone or something. <laughs> okay, so maybe chicken feed is insignificant information that spies use as kind of a lever when disca- when trying to figure out more significant information. So they like lead with this insignificant true information that they already know in mm. order to give off a sense of like, I know what I'm talking about. I already know this. Mm-hmm. So it's like a a hook right and then like someone and then like the fish the source yes like gets on the hook mm-hmm. of this true but insignificant information and reveals something more significant that's closer but okay. that's not yet it okay it's more like a way of establishing yourself in a given situation right is it a way of making yourself seem more legitimate and not like a spy because you know just little insignificant things that like people in people's mind a spy wouldn't care about you're talking to another spy Ah. an opposing spy okay and you're trying to convince that spy of something that you're on the same side (laughs) presumably but you're not on the same side but you're trying to convince them that you are yes and so you give them all these like insignificant but true things about your side 
Oh, to try to win them over? Uh, yeah, so you're like the Soviet spy agency or whatever, the KGB, yeah, and I'm a CIA <laughs> and I'm the CIA agent yeah. who's saying, I'm, I'm not doing it, actually, but I'm saying to you, I'm coming over to your side, mm-hmm. and I will be a double agent for you, and here's how you know you can trust me, because I'm going to give you this information, this intelligence, to show that I've betrayed my country now. Right. And you can look it up and it's real information and it's true. Right. And now you trust me because I've given you this information. Right. And now I'm actually working for them, but working for you. If right. you see what I mean. Yes, yes, I do. And that's chicken feed. Yes. Okay. So to summarize, chicken feed is insignificant information that you give under the guise of betraying whatever side you are actually on. Mm-hmm. But the information you're giving is insignificant. Yes. You're just trying to gain the trust of somebody else. Yes. Cool. And that's chicken feed. All right. Excellent. Good. And the final term I have is a cobbler. Okay. I think we may have discussed this before. A cobbler is somebody who oh, makes fake we? documents. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Did one of us do espionage? Did yes, you do? Did. did. Because of because news had played a game. Yes. yes and the spy, spy encyclopedia lingo. or whatever. Yes. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> did you well, look up the spy encyclopedia? I was looking at something. <laughs> I had to get I, that and to from be somewhere. honest, I was—I thought it was chicken feed. I was gonna ask you if you knew it because it sounded familiar, right? And then I was like, no, wait, that's the the issue, listener, with this game is you can't ask the other person if they've heard of a term mm-hmm. because then you're telling them the term. Yes. If they don't know it, then you can't use it anyway. It's yes. a catch twenty-two. Yeah, you just have yeah. to go with your gut. Yeah. And I looked up. I was even looking through previous episodes and I saw the one that was on espionage and I was like should I listen to the whole thing and see if the term comes up no I don't have time yeah yeah literally I was like okay fine I'll just go with it yeah anyway yes so a cobbler is somebody who cobbles together documents Mm. like a passport a driver's license a health card whatever um all with the same details to make the spy persona to flesh out the spy persona Mm -hmm. make it seem real well, good guess. Well done. That's true. That's wrong. <laughs> Somebody makes shoes for spies. <laughs> and also just generally. Yes, a cobbler. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Well done. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That is the end of round one. Round two. Mm. My theme this week is life in Berlin circa 1934. Cool. <laughs> Very specific. That's specific. Yes. Can I ask why? <laughs> yes. Um, I read this book called In the Garden of Beasts by Eric Larson, um, recommended to me by Rebecca. So thanks, Rebecca. Nah, thanks. And Eric Larson writes, it's sort of like reconstructive history. So, mm-hmm. for example, in the... In the book, In the Garden of Beasts. In in the Garden of Beasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Larson reconstructs the life of the American ambassador to Berlin mm. in while the Nazis are coming to power in the early 1930s. Oh, very cool. Exactly. Using diaries of the ambassador and his children and just other people at the time. So that is why that is my theme. Cool. My first term is the German glance. Is this a metaphor for German government policy or is it like a mannerism that he observed it's a mannerism okay is it the way the german looks at someone no yes it's a mannerism particular to berlin at this time of or at least noticed Mm. in berlin at this time of rising tension oh is it it has to do with the way that the citizens are acting as the government is becoming more and more and what's the word I want? Like whip cracking. They're Authoritarian. Looking, yes. As the government is becoming more and more. Cracking authori- more whips. 
<laughs> as whip projection yes. music. <laughs> yeah. As as the government is becoming more authoritarian. Mm-hmm. It's um, the way that the citizens is carry it like, themselves. Is it like um, they seem less trusting? It's kind of a worried gla- glance, like someone saw what I just did, or like maybe the police may have maybe looking at me or something like that. Yeah. So it's the habit of when you see a friend or an acquaintance on mm-hmm. the street before interacting with them, the habit of looking all around you to see if someone's watching you. Oh, yes. very interesting. Because you're like under this, you feel like yeah, you're under, under constant the, supervision yes. of this increasingly authoritarian state. Yes. Okay, very cool. So the German glance was a glance that citizens would do. Try to find a better verb than <laughs> yeah. that. They would do this glance <laughs> when they saw a friend in public and before interacting with them, they would look around to make sure no one was watching mm-hmm. or to see if anyone was watching. Yes. All right. My next term is inner emigration. Inner emigration. People leaving within a certain place. So inner is within something. Mm-hmm. Emigration is the act of leaving a country. Yes. So inner meaning within, mm-hmm. emigration meaning to leave a country. Yeah. Obviously, because E, exit. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um, um, is it intra-migration, people being forced to leave to go to other places within the country? Because 1934, you say this book was written. Right. So it's not people being forced, mm-hmm. it, it, not explicitly being forced, and it's within Germany. Within That's the inner. What was then Germany? Okay. Yes. That's the thing. That's the issue is cuz then it was then it was all kind of German invaded territory, but that that's later. Like right. Germany didn't invade Poland until 1939. Right. So people choosing to migrate to other places mm-hmm. within Germany mm-hmm. based on certain factors within the country. The term as I wrote it down focused on writers. Writers. Yes. Were they leaving well, he was in Berlin. Yeah. Were they leaving Berlin because they felt it was no longer the kind of bohemian, artistic, freedom of expression kind of place they wanted it to be and was becoming more whip-cracky? Yes. So it was the act of withdrawing from public life sort of as much as possible oh. to avoid... Oh, that's so I was totally wrong. No, because like they're also leaving, yeah. right? In withdrawing from public life, they're yes. like, we'll just go to the country. Okay, I see. Except probably not in a British accent. To the country. <laughs> yeah, go to the country and just stay quiet, write things that the, that won't upset the Nazis Okay. in, in order to avoid their wrath mm. and then just wait for the regime to collapse. There's discussion about whether that was the better thing to do so it was seen as kind of a self-censorship by some people okay. like rather than standing rather than leaving the country and then standing up to the nazis with your writing from outside of the country mm. you stayed in and sort of self-censored mm. so that you wouldn't draw their attention some people who stayed argued that by staying they were still attuned or more attuned mm-hmm. to the happenings in Germany and could suddenly criticize in their writings. Yes. And then in response, again, critics say that in some cases it was so subtle yeah, as to basically really... be nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just discourse around whether to leave or stay if you had the option. Okay. And what was better. Very interesting. Yeah. Do you want to summarize? Yes. So inner emigration was the withdrawal from public life of writers and critics of the regime who choose to do a number who chose to do a number of things, but mostly to kind of withdraw 
from public life, as I said. Yeah. And sometimes to leave and go into the country, um, some to stop writing such overtly critical things about the regime and others to remain, but be more subtle in their criticism. All right. And my final term is it's German. And so maybe you could try to guess what the German words mean. And then if you don't get it, then I'll just yes. tell you what the German words mean. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, Blut und Boden. Is it blood and yep. glory? Nope. Blood and earth? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A com as that's a that's a Nazi thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. About the connection between like a like a nation and its place. Yeah. Like German blood and German earth and the German motherland. Yeah, it was a Nazi party slogan, blood and soil or blood and earth, promoting racially defined nationalism where the blood was like Aryans and then the soil was the German nation and it was probably tied it was tied up with ideas of expanding the German yes. nation as well expanding the soil aspect of it mm. cool all right that is the end of round two all right um I my scores are ready are your scores ready my scores are ready oh great cool well, hit, hit me with them all right for Extraordinary Rendition, <laughs> I gave you three out of five. Great. For Chicken Feed, I gave you three out of five. Excellent. And for Cobbler, I gave you five out of five. <laughs> Thank you. Zero out of five. <laughs> yeah. For not even guessing. <laughs> five out of five. Sorry, I just immediately tapped out on that one. Yes. So that's a total of 11 out of 15. Great. Um, for the German Glance, I gave you five out of five. Oh, that's too nice. For Inner Immigration, I gave you three out of five. That's fair. And for, uh, Blood and... Soil. Soil, I gave you five out of five. Thank you. For a total of 13 out of 15. Wow, thanks very much. Oh, wowie. Oh, cool. <laughs> if you want to learn more about mm. life in Germany circa the 1930s, I would highly recommend the book... In the Garden of Beasts by Eric Larson. It's great. It sounds great. It's great. I think I may get it. Yes. And thanks again to Rebecca for recommending it. Thank and you. Also, if you're interested in that kind of historical reconstruction, Eric Larson has a couple of books that are of that same style, and they're all quite interesting. So yeah, sound, I really just I recommend like to... checking him out as an author. My terms were inspired by watching the three firstborn movies, which are good, <laughs> and I got my terms from thespydictionary.com mm. if you want to look at words about spies I'd go there and if you want to watch cool spy movies I'd watch the Bourne movies mm -hmm. the Bourne movies do not mention any of my terms <laughs> alright A for Effort is hosted and produced by me Mairead and me Harry <laughs> and is edited by me Mairead and not me Harry <laughs> our engineer is Nick Shoop our music is Chop Shop Instrumental by White Flowers and our logo is by Eights if you'd like to get into contact with us you can send an email to A for Effortcast at gmail Com. And you can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Period. <laughs> That's it for this week from Canada. <laughs> yes, this is our our special Canada New Year's episode. <laughs> You'll be listening to it in the new year yeah. as well. Happy February. Happy February. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Those are my two themes. I mean, not themes, hints. Right, I have two themes. I have two themes. One is, it's extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs>